Hello everyone. Before we start today's podcast, some exciting news for you. You can experience the Inside Politics podcast live in Dublin on May 16th when Hugh Linehan, Jennifer Bray and I will be joined by Cliff Young of Ipsos, one of America's top pollsters, to talk about the US election, our own local and European elections and much more. It's a breakfast event kicking off at 8am in Trinity College. If you'd like to attend, you can get tickets at irishtimes.com forward slash events. That's irishtimes.com forward slash events. I hope we see lots of you there. These two parties, Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael, have had their chance. And they've blown it. Oh, come, nobody ever reads manifestos during the election, Sean, you know that. They've taken our policies. Such a collection of chancers and charlatans. It can't be like, here, vote for me, bye. Yeah, I shall be the Taoiseach now, this is Election Daily, the series from the Inside Politics podcast team at the Irish Times. I am Hugh Linehan. It's just around 2pm on Sunday afternoon and we're about five hours into the general election count. Uh, first counts are expected to start coming through in about an hour's time or so, but all the tallies indicate that last night's exit poll showing a three-way tie between the three big parties was pretty accurate. Uh, with me in studio is Harry McGee. On the line is Jennifer Bray down at the Dublin Count Centre in the RDS. Jennifer, what's it been like down there for the last while? Well, yes, indeed. Uh, uh, hello from the, the, the heart of democracy, um, we'll put it that way. Um, it, it's kind of weird sort of atmosphere at the moment, sort of biblical rain and started pouring down outside and some of it is coming in through the roof. Um, but it's, it's strange, like I covered 2011 and the 2016 general elections and I have to say the, the atmosphere in here today is just completely different. There's a lot of kind of uncertainty, a little bit of disbelief, that sort of manic, delighted energy that usually emerges after the tallies is contained really in one camp and one camp only, and that's Sinn Féin. Um, and it emerged very early on. So two of the counts, which I'm keeping a particular eye on, is Dublin Northwest and Dublin Dublin Central. And from very early in Dublin Northwest, when the first boxes started opening and the tally men were going through the numbers, Desi Alice straight out, well ahead of the pack. Um, and he will top the poll if those tallies are, are correct. And um, the, it, the figures are incredible. Um, you know, he's, he looks set to take 44% of that vote. And we saw kind of this immediate reaction in, in the RDS when he was walking around and he was mobbed by supporters. And next of all, they broke out into a rendition of Come Out You Black and Tans. Um, photographers swarmed around, journalists, um, and to record it. And then one of his members, the staff, um, pulled him aside and took him into a corridor and I followed over of course and um, stuck my nose in and she was basically berating him and saying you know you, you can't be doing that you're, you're going to be you know you're an elected representative she was basically saying there's a sense of decorum that's needed and um, obviously that song has been um, uh, controversial over the course of the election campaign so this very kind of manic energy in the Sinn Féin camp and then it went very very quiet and then Angus O'Snudig arrived Obviously, he's uh, got a top of the poll as well, by by all accounts, and he was mobbed too. Um, and the Sinn Féin kind of advisors and a lot of the Sinn Féin staff and a lot of the political team support uh, going around looking delighted, a tiny bit confused as they see all of the, the, the tallies rolling in from across the country. And one of them said to me, you know, uh, I did not expect this, I did not expect it. Um, and how the hell are we going to form a government? Mm. We should point out that uh, Come Out Your Black and Tans is actually a satire and a spoof in Irish republicanism, but maybe that's a subject for another day. Harry, uh, it'll be a while before we get the global overall total of the vote share of the parties with the, all the first counts in, but all the indications are that our exit poll last night was pretty bang on. 
It is just in terms of the percentage uh, tally, but what we probably didn't anticipate was that Sinn Féin... I mean, the difficulty that Sinn Féin has is that it didn't run enough candidates. And I was writing a piece last night in which I was making a comparison between this election and the spring tide in 1992, uh, where uh, Labour had a 10% increase in, in first preferences. They didn't anticipate it. They didn't run enough candidates. So the seat return they had fell far less of what they could have expected. It's the same for Sinn Féin. Sinn Féin could have won more seats. How many? Could they have won? How many more won could they have won? At least another six seats. If you look at Desi Ellis in Dublin Northwest, he got 47% of the vote. I know in a three-seater, the quote is 25%, but Sinn Féin would have been within uh, a stone's throw of a second seat there. Dublin South Central Angus was snotty uh, uh, sat. He's sitting on, on nearly two quotas there. Uh, Dublin Central, where the party leader, Mary Lou Macdonald, got 36% of the vote. That is Bertie territory. And we remember that Bertie O'Hearn took Cyprian Brady in when Cyprian Brady only had 900 votes. Mm. Uh, look at David Cullinan in Waterford, who has 40% of the vote. He personally has almost two quotas. They could have got a second seat there. And you can go to the constituencies, uh, Dublin Southwest, uh, you can even uh, Dublin Bay North. Now, the tallies aren't complete there, but in Dublin Bay North, they might have had a biddable chance of taking in two as well. So my calculation at the moment has uh, Sinn Féin on 36 seats, which is an increase of 14%. And that's not taking into account uh, the constituencies of Clare and Liberal County, uh, where Sinn Féin has biddable chances of getting seats. But you look at where it's going to make gains, places that nobody had anticipated. Tipperary. Tipperary. We had a failed uh, council election. They had difficulties over selection there. They had difficulties in relation to, to bullying. We have uh, Roscommon Galway, where Claire Curran has come out of nowhere and looks like she's going to jostle Fianna Fáil out of the third seat. Uh, in Longford West Mead, uh, Surika Clark is, is topping the poll for them. Both Kildare constituencies as well. They look like they're going to get seats and they're going to win uh, their first seat in Mayo and Galway West. But they were kind of more expected uh, since the 1930s. Uh, just in terms of the many consequences of that that, that huge change, Jen, if, particularly in Dublin, it seems to me that these massive Sinn Féin surpluses are going to decide the last seats in a number of constituencies and probably very often benefit the, the parties of the left, the PBP and Solidarity and get them over the line. Yes, indeed. And that's why the constituency of Dublin Central will be so interesting. So, like Harry said there, Mary Lou Macdonald on course for 36% of first, first preference votes. Now, is she uh, is in first place. Now, this, I stress, is on the tallies. In behind her is Pascal Donoghue. Just in behind him, Nasa Hergan. Just in behind her, then, uh, a tie between Mary Fitzpatrick and Gary Gannon for the last seat. But that's not how it's going to play out, because obviously... Mary Lou McDonald's transfers, where did they go? Now, watching them, and, and they, they go all over the place, okay, but, but they do seem to really, really favour uh, Christy Burke. So could that bring him, you know, could, could that push him back in, into the race? Um, and then, of course, it will obviously go towards left candidates. So you're looking at maybe Gary Gannon taking a closer step towards getting a seat. Um, and I, I think for, for, for certain what we might see is that a, Mary Lou MacDonald uh, transferring strongly to NASA Hurrigan in the Green Party, so you'll maybe see her take the second seat. Um, and then after that, it's a scrap as to where all those all those votes go. And I, at this stage, I think where it will end up is that 
Pascal Donahue will actually be fighting it out for, for the fourth and last season. Wow, really? Okay, well, that will be really, really, really interesting to see. Listen, can I ask you about uh, about something else? I mean, as Harry says, Sinn Féin have left about six seats on the table. Uh, several of those are in Dublin. But if they had won those six seats, Sinn Féin, just looking at the numbers that people are floating around right now, with Fianna Fáil in the very low 40s, Fine Gael in the very high 30s, and Sinn Féin around 36, 37, Sinn Féin could have been the biggest party in the in in the new doll if they had taken those six seats, and Fianna Fáil could have been back in second or even in third. Yeah, exactly. It's an, it's an extraordinary position that we find ourselves in. I don't think anybody would deny that. And and where we'll end up with the numbers, look, it really is early days, but it, it is not looking good for, for Fianna Fáil. And you'd have to wonder about when that conversation starts around Michal Martin, like I said, very, very easy getting into stuff like that. But the, the figures are astounding. Um, obviously, they didn't run enough candidates. They're going to be kicking themselves that they didn't, because if they had of, not only would they be talking about being part of the conversation, they would have been talking about being part of a, of a government. But if you look at where they all are, and this is what was reflected in our exit poll, it's just a really, really difficult to see who forms a government or how it's formed without somebody going back on or breaking one of their pre-election promises, whether that be Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael promising that they wouldn't go into a grand coalition, or whether that be Fianna Fáil and Sinn Féin, which I feel is the more likely outcome, um, saying that they would work together. Um, Harry, let me ask you about Fianna Fáil. There, um, the, there's seats across Dublin that they may, they may just about win. McAuliffe, who was supposed to be a complete gimme in Dublin Northwest, but he's fighting still for that last uh, seat. I think he'll win that last seat. Catherine Arda in South Central. Yeah, I haven't given her the seat. I mean, they had uh, five kind of gains, uh, possible gains, where they didn't have any seats. And at present, I'm I'm looking at a situation. Uh, Mary Fitzpatrick in Dublin Central, I don't think she's going to win that seat. Dublin Rat Down, Shay Brennan, I think he's out of the reckoning there. I think Fine Gael will win two there. Dublin South Central, Catherine Arda, uh, may be squeezed out by Angus and Snuddy's huge surplus, which will favour more left-wing candidates. And in Dun Lira, where they again ran a, a two-candidate strategy, uh, I think it's iffy as to whether they will hmm. get the last seat there. I think Fine Gael might just hold on to the last seat there. So overall, I mean, the Fianna Fáil um, early today looked like they might get high 40s. As the day has continued, that number has slipped at the moment I'm giving them 44 or 45 seats uh, Fine Gael, I have them at 37 at the moment and they could slip one or two uh, seats as well I mean already Meath East Regina Doherty looks like she's gone um, in Meath West Damien English is in a bit of trouble because Sinn Féin have done so well and Pather Tobin looks like he's going to hold Fianna Fáil could be in trouble there as well Roscommon Galway you have this phenomenon where you don't have a Fianna Fáil er uh, a Fine Gael representation if Claire Curran comes through Sligo Leitrim uh, there was a time where uh, Fine Gael held two out of the four now they look like they could end up with zero and Tipperary uh, they had zero in Tipperary they could end up with zero again Jen are there people from Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael on the ground out there uh, as you speak have you been talking to them to get any sense of what kind of mood they're in uh, there's a real dearth of Fianna Fáilers around I'll tell you that much um, of the Fine Gaelers I've seen not very many either I saw Richard Bruton had a quick chat with him. He he his assessment was that the Finnegan will still be in a pole position to lead government formation talks uh, from next week onwards or whenever those talks start. And Noel Rock obviously is is here um, looking quite despondent, I must say, even though he actually closed the gap quite well and unexpectedly um, when the final tallies came in. Um, I wouldn't I'd be shocked if he got a seat, but I wouldn't completely rule it out. But yeah, it's it's still quite quiet down here. I mean, we don't expect the first counts for maybe an hour or so. And I think after that is when you'll see maybe some more of the Fine Gaelers and Fine Photos arriving. Um, Mary Lou was supposed to be here at two o'clock um, and then it was pushed out to three. I mean, you want to see the setup for Mary Lou McDonald. I've never seen anything like it. Tell me, describe Even, it. 
So it's like walking into like a boxing ring or something with everybody, all the journalists and photographers lined up on either side, this really long corridor of media. Um, it's, it's just phenomenal. And it, it reminded me of uh, the day before the um, end of the campaign when she went out canvassing on Moore Street. And I, the amount of media and, um, and, and the reception that she got was incredible. And you just really do get this sense that the momentum was with her and that she is the story of the day. And that she must be, on one hand, delighted, and on the other hand, raging, you know? Harry, just briefly, the small parties as well, or the smaller parties, the ones that aren't in what we now call the big three. The Greens probably will be coming in, maybe at the lower end of their expectations. The Sock Dems look like they could have a fairly good day. The Labour, it's looking pretty grim. Yeah, Labour Party, um, I think, will be lucky to come back with with five or uh, six uh, seats. Uh, Jan O'Sullivan uh, is in a battle in Limerick. Uh, Joan Burton is gone in Dublin West. Sock Dems have had a very good day. Uh, they are in contention in Wicklow. I think they'll take a seat in uh, Wicklow. There's Kildare North, where Catherine Murphy, Dublin Northwest, Roshan Shortall, their existing TDs. I think Gary Gannon can take a seat for them in Dublin uh, Central. And I think Keen O'Callaghan has a very good chance in Dublin Bay North. Did, as did well. O'Callaghan benefit from the fact that Healy, the Green, uh, was opposed to the, uh, the repeal of the Eighth Amendment? I, I think that was a factor and it was certainly a talking point towards the latter part of the campaign. Uh, Fianna Fáil had a very poor election in, in Dublin and I think the Fine Gael uh, rearguard campaign in the last couple of days of the of the campaign where they kind of scared the BJs out of uh, voters in relation to the prospect of a Fianna Fáil uh, Sinn Féin coalition I think had some impact and recovered them some ground. Uh, Jen was talking about uh, Noel Rock in Dublin North West there where he, where he did better than people had anticipated um, I think Lisa Chambers, a very high-profile Fianna Fáil TD in Mayo, uh, is uh, in danger. Uh, Fianna Fáil benefited from Sinn Féin transfers back in 2016, but obviously mm. Rose Conway Walsh is going to top the poll there. So I think she might be a high-profile uh, casualty uh, for Fianna Fáil. I think uh, Solidarity People Before Profit would probably come back with three or four, and I think they will benefit um, from uh, Sinn Féin transfers. In Dublin West and Dublin South West and yeah, places I like that. I can't see them beating the Greens in Dublin West, but Dublin South West, uh, Paul Murphy, and in Dublin South Central, particularly Breed Smith, uh, will get back. I think Mick Barry will probably make it for them in Cork, uh, North Central, and Richard Boyd Barrett will be comfortably uh, elected in Dunira. He's probably going to top the poll there. Uh, other uh, 17 I've done for uh, independence, the demise of Danny Healy Ray uh, has been much exactly but there's a couple of new uh, people who have come into the frame. Matt Shanahan in Waterford looks like he's going to take he's John a hospital candidate. Uh, we have Michael McNamara who's showing very strongly in uh, Clare. Former Labour Party TD. And of course Marion Harkin might knock out uh, any fin- Fine Gael TD in Sligo Leitra. It looks like two Fianna Fáil uh, Martin uh, Kenny from Sinn Féin and Marion Harkin in Sligo Leitra. Jen, how long do you anticipate you're going to be down there today or tonight? Probably for the rest of my life. <laughs> I don't know. I'm only kidding. I'm half kidding. Uh, I don't know. Uh, there is a sense that it could go on quite late and possibly into the coming days, which is fine um, for us because we have plenty to talk about, plenty to write about, but uh, probably not great for the candidates. So honestly, I don't know. Um, uh, can I just say as well, two things that, just two results that really caught my eye before we go. Um, sure. Um, Sinn Féin in Donegal and Sinn Féin in Dublin Midwest. Two seats Donegal likely, two seats Dublin Midwest, Owen O'Brien and Mark Ward. I think that that, for Owen O'Brien, is a ringing endorsement of the work that he has done. 
kind of his standout um, role in the campaign. I think it's something that will really be examined after the, after the dust has settled, and you would have to, you, you know, you'd have to see him now at the, at the very, very, very front of that party, uh, right up beside Mary Lou Macdonald. And I think it's a real, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's a. It's incredible, actually. It's it's changed times, definitely. Listen, we're going to leave it there for the moment anyway. Uh, thanks very much to Harry and to Jen for joining us. Thanks to our producer, Declan Conlon. Our live coverage of the election results will continue throughout the rest of this day and indeed tomorrow and for as long as necessary. Uh, indeed, I'm going to be jumping over to the live blog desk for the next few hours, uh, which I always love doing, so you can contact me there if you're interested. And new episodes of this podcast will also show up in your feed. And if you like what we do, you might consider going to irishtimes.com slash subscribe, where you can get access to all our digital journalists for a price of just one euro for the first month. And if we are not in your feed already, you can subscribe in all the usual places. You can also find us at irishtimes.com slash podcasts. Your views are extremely welcome. You can mail us at politicspodcasts at irishtimes.com. You can track us down on Twitter. Until the next time, thanks for listening.